Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And yeah. it's your actions. That's the thing that leaves the impression. So your body language is more important than what you think. And the moment that your uh, super neo computer, that brain of yours, has any kind of stimuli and react, it is displayed when it's on the mind, it comes out in the matter. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina. And this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Leader Connect, Ignite Management Services, and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Today, we're sticking with our theme of communications, and we're talking about nonverbal communication. And my guest is Linda Clemens. Did you know that mastering your body language will improve the way you communicate as a leader? It will also help you read people better. We cover all these topics and more in this important episode. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Linda Clemens. Linda is a charismatic speaker and corporate trainer with more than three decades experience helping clients boost sales. As a nonverbal communications expert, she provides sales and leadership teams with an awareness of how body language can improve performance and outcomes. She has worked with companies such as Google, Microsoft, Southwest Airlines, Coca-Cola, Spanx, Toyota, Twitter, and many others. She is the author of a new book called Back in Touch, Using the Power of Body Language to Connect Through COVID. And I'm excited to have her on the show to understand the importance of nonverbal communication in leadership. So, Linda, welcome to the show. John, thank you for having me. What a cozy setup. I'm loving it. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm honored to have you on the show. I mean, you've done so much uh, with nonverbal communication. You've you've talked to so many different businesses. I, I, I just had a small sample of all the companies you've worked with. So uh, so I'm honored to have you on the show and to talk about this idea of nonverbal communication because I think it's something we don't talk about enough. So let's just maybe set the stage. What is nonverbal communication? So and thank, thanks again, John. And I want to add on another wonderful client, Delta Airlines, because it was during a presentation when their leadership heard me speak and giving demonstrations of the power of our nonverbal communication in leadership. So nonverbal communication, in essence, to make it easy, 
it is our first language. It's our language before we were able to even utter a word. We were little babies making sounds. And then till we got to the age to be taught how to communicate. So it's the language that the moment that it hits the part of your brain that houses the amygdala, if you will, the fear, fight, flight, the emotional center of the brain. When we are in danger, we react. When we are happy, we react. It's the part of the brain that sends a message to our body. So it gives the signal for us to respond. The reason why nonverbal is so important, because it's not always what you are saying, it's what you're demonstrating. And I just want to share with your audience, one of my favorite quotes out there, John, and I'm going to glimmentize it. <laughs> I'm going to glimmentize it a little bit. It's by Emerson. And it goes like this. I cannot hear what you are saying because who you are being is getting in the way. Mm. So understand, you're nonverbal. You don't even have to say a word. I remember growing up, your mom or parents would say, get that look off your face. You know? So your nonverbal is, is critical. Your wife, your partner, your spouse, you could come home from a long day at work and dealing with negotiations, employees and everything. Your partner, your wife, your spouse, your husband can tell if you are off base. Simple by the way you're acting. You may they may ask you, say, John, how was your day at work? And your tone may say, Yeah, yeah, it was okay. Your words, yeah, it was okay. But they know you're nonverbal. So it is our first language, and it is the language that speaks the loudest. It's 93% of our mm. communication. Wow. That's yeah, it's bigger than we expect. And and I think subconsciously we sort of know it's there, but we don't really pay attention to it. And and I'm just wondering. Should we be thinking about uh, developing our nonverbal communication skills? In other words, should we not just think of it as like it's there, but we actually should understand what it is and how to get it better? Is that is that what we what do you think we all should be able to do? You're exactly right, John. In addition to that, just just think about this. I'm going to talk about the communication theory by that was developed well years ago in a study by Dr. Maharabian. And in his study out of UCLA, in his study, his, it, he found that our words are 7% of our communication. But John, what if you and I speak a different language? Mm. What if you speak Spanish and I speak French? What, what would happen? So you lose that 7%, but 7% of our communication. So for those that are listening, the question I want to ask, are the words that are coming out of your mouth are they powerful or powerless? Poison or potent, passionate or passive? Just saying the word cancer is feared in over 12 languages. And one of the most revered words in the world, in addition to the sound of your name, is mother. So mm -hmm. a powerful, you and I both know every actor in Hollywood is waiting for that script with the right words. And to all the leaders that are listening, the reason why we have to be aware even of our words, because once it is out there, you cannot retrieve it. So that's just 7%. And according to the study, 38% is our tonality. And most of you, might, some of you perhaps heard an old saying that goes, it's not what you say, but how you say it. Yeah. I've been hanging around some millennials lately, so I'm going to do a little remix. <laughs> it's not just what you say, John, or how you say it. It's what they hear. Mm. Mm, it's what they hear. So John, listen to this and those that are listening. If I said to you, I saw Steve and Sandy at the mall the other day and they were alone. The words, the tone, you may think, big deal, Linda. People go to the mall for whatever reason. But if I said it this way, John, and I'm looking around. Mm. I'm in a whisper. I saw Steve and Sandy at the mall the other day 
and they were alone. Same words, but different tone. The next thing you know, John, there's a rumor going around the rumor mill. Oh, there's something going on. Get rid of John. Get rid of Sandy. You know, get rid of Steve. And then someone says, wait a minute, they're brothers and sisters. And someone yells, that's even worse. But all we got of the tone and the delivery. And for those, I work with companies and with their sales force in working with the tonality to be able to seduce different parts of the brain, the mm. tone. You know, are great. They're from from Cleopatra said some of the greats out there. They knew how to master the tone. Even a little baby knows that if she's in trouble with mommy, a little girl, and when daddy walks in the door, she knows how to run to daddy, brace him, and and use that little tone. Mm. Seven thirty eight, fifty five percent is nonverbal. Wow. Mm. So now, John, think about this. Take out the words. 38 tone, 55 nonverbal. So can you imagine if I'm going, no, the tone, no, with the arms folded, closing up the power zone. So the reason why it's so important as leaders, and please hear me on this, people will not do what you say. They will do what they see you demonstrate. And that's critical. You know, I saw a commercial and it was years ago when they were trying to, you know, get kids to stay off drugs. And I never forget this commercial. So the dad was talking to the to the son, John, and says, why are you doing it? I found this in your drawer. What makes you do this? You know, this is wrong. And the kid looked up with his little blue eyes and he said this. I saw you and mom do it. Mm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, again, for anyone that's a leader. Mm, there's power in leaning from behind. There's power in demonstration. My granny used to say, I got to bring my granny in. Uh, granny would say, baby, I don't want to hear a sermon. I want to see one. And yeah. it's your actions. That's the thing that leaves the impression. So your body language is more important than what you think. And the moment that your uh, super neo computer, that brain of yours, has any kind of stimuli and react, it is displayed when it's on the mind. It comes out in the matter. I know that was a long answer around the board, Uh but I have to make sure that I get it for everybody. No, I love that. And, you know, it is something I talk about in my book is that, you know, I talk about the idea that if you say, you know, it's one thing that a leader says something and communicates to say, you know, we our 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 principles here is we're not going to be late for meetings. We're not going to be late for our customers. We're going to be on time with everything we do. And then if you're late to a meeting, you demonstrate that that this is this is what's acceptable. So one of the things I always say too is that when you're in a leader, you're on stage and every eye is on you. You know, I've run I've run manufacturing plants where I'm the senior guy on site, like and and there's no other. I, I my boss isn't on site, so every eye is on me. They know when I come in, they know when I leave, they know when I'm on the shop floor, when I'm in with, with my door shut. They're watching me all the time. I would imagine my nonverbals are saying more than anything else I ever say in an all employee meeting, right? Absolutely. So just imagine you're in an employee meeting and you have to deliver some news. Mm. And one of the things for I want your your viewers and your listeners to understand, think about power zones. And when I say power zones, it's like the mapping of your body, the throat area and this little dip. Fellas, you've got the Adam's apple, but there's a little dip underneath there called the supersternal notch, sensitive area. 
And lots of times women will stroke the supersternal notch mm. as a self-pacifier, self-touch gestures, but that's a power zone area. There's a reason when we hear a loud noise, why do we bring bring our neck in like a turtle when we hear a loud noise? Boom, because we think something's falling, we're protecting the neck. Mm. The other power zone area, John, is the heart. Think about this. If midman or woman, if someone's had their heart broken and they're thinking, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done with their relationships, and then someone finally introduces them to someone, if there are qualities, attributes, characteristics, or habits that remind that individual, that send a trigger of their former uh, partner, then automatically, subconsciously, non-consciously, John, they would do this when they're talking mm. to you. Protecting yeah. the heart. Oh my yeah. goodness. And of course, the other area is the belly button and a nut. And the other area for another show is the reproductive area. But I'm going to talk to you about everything above the waist. So let's just say you are a leader. And when as a leader, you have to make the tough decisions. You have to give the tough announcements. You're not going to always be popular based on the announcement, the thing that you have to do, especially if you have to move someone's cheese. But what say that you are delivering a message and you're going out to the troops, you're wearing a suit, depends, manufacturing, you may not have a suit jacket on, but I want you to uh, watch the picture here. So you're doing this important meeting, you have on a suit, and you go into the team and the troops, and they're looking at you, and they're waiting. Rumor was going around, there's going to be a change, is it possible layoff, something's happening. And then you begin to give your speech. So not only are they listening to you, they're watching you. And the moment with your jacket on, and by the way, fellas, the jacket is buttoned up. And I'm saying this for a reason, because the, the jacket is buttoned up. And then you say to the team, there are going to be some changes. It's going to be a little tough. But we're in this together. We're going to roll up our sleeves. They, they're hearing what you're saying, but it's not congruent because, number one, your jacket is still on. Yeah. Number two, you never did unbutton your jacket. Number three, if we're going to roll up our sleeves, wouldn't it make sense to show them, hey, we're in this together? So yeah. what it demonstrates is that, look, the changes that are going to take place, I'm going to be okay, but some of you are in trouble. The same thing with somebody walks in the boardroom. Men automatically, if they have a jacket on, the suit jacket, and the jacket is buttoned, if they are open for the possibilities of what's about to be said, they automatically sit down and they unbutton the jacket. And especially if they have a few pounds on, they're going to have to unbutton that jacket. So when they unbutton the jacket, their body language is open because they're open. They're either leaning in, setting back with their power zones open. If someone said, look, I'm going to tell you right now, you didn't hear it from me. There's going to be some changes. And I think your position is at stake. And then what happens? The person comes in, John, because they have that preconceived notion. They have that bias. Someone deposited something negative in their head. They come in on a defense. And guess what? How they're sitting. You know, arms folded. Setting back is like, okay, you've got five seconds to move me with mm. the message. So the yeah. power zones are closed off. Now, I have people say to me all the time, wait a minute, Linda, hold on a minute. Just because my arms are folded doesn't mean that I'm closed off. Listen very carefully. It is the perception of the viewer, the person that you're talking to. They do not know your baseline. Make a note. Everyone write this down. Think of baseball, baseline. Baseline is your norm. 
It's mm. who you are without any stress. So someone says, oh, he comes in every morning, makes coffee, and he's humming the same old song. And someone said, that's John. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Johnny is. He's always happy. So if John comes in on a Monday, singing a song, making coffee, on a Tuesday and on a Wednesday, then all of a sudden, Thursday, John comes in and goes straight to the office. Mm, Friday, yes. John comes in. So guess what just happened? Yeah. My team member is off base. Something's going on. Why is it, John, that so many times when you've had a loved one or someone that you know, that you know or worked with, that something tragic happened in their life or perhaps, and, and hoping that it doesn't happen to anyone that's out there that has committed suicide, why is it that you see the signs afterwards when they were already there before you? So as leaders, one of the things that I challenge you to do is to tune in more, twice as more, then you broadcast. So I'm a radio person. So you want to you want to tune in even more so to your team to get the pulse as to what's going on. And that is why your nonverbal is critical because whatever's on your mind shows up in the matter. If you just had an argument with a team member, argue with, with your boss, your wife, your spouse, your significant other, you stepped on the cat, you found out the dog needed braces, the tire was flat, flat and the coffee was cold. If you bring that in, emotions transfer over. And good leaders show that they're human when it's time to show their humanity. But they also show and demonstrate through their posture, the way they speak, where they're in control, their movements, of all the things, the characteristics of a brick, a rock, a stone, the, the, the pillar of Gibraltar, whatever that may be to you, because the people look for you for strength and leadership. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. As a leader, you're responsible for the mission and the people assigned to you. Regardless of the size of your team, employees are depending on you for their lives and careers. For the sake of your team and the people who entrust you with this role, you need to master the skills to become a great leader. Best-selling leadership author John Rennie is proud to introduce the Qualified Leadership Book Series. This new series teaches you how to become a people-centered leader. Great leaders know that employees who are respected, appreciated, and allowed to grow will go the extra mile. These books provide real-world leadership wisdom written from a hands-on perspective. If you want to be a more effective leader, this is the one book series you should read this year. This three-book series contains the following best-selling leadership books. I Have the Watch, You Have the Watch, and All in the Same Boat for one low price of $39.99. Begin your journey to become a leader worth following. Go to johnsrenny.com and get your order in today. This episode is brought to you by Leader Connect, a leadership training company and video platform founded by the leadership book author and deep leadership podcast guest, Neil Jurd. Leader Connect is a video and podcast streaming platform for leaders and teams. Watch it alone or as a team, and each video supports you and your team, allowing you to improve performance and build a great culture. Join hundreds of experts and learn about leadership, planning, public speaking, team building, mindfulness, and a range of other subjects that will help you lead well and build a great team. I'm proud to say that I'm one of the experts on this platform. Leader Connect is offering a 10% discount to all deep leadership listeners. Go to leader-connect.co.uk and enter the code DEEP at checkout. Master your leadership 
with Leader Connect. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool. This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. It's interesting you say that because one of the analogies I use is like on a submarine when we were, when things were bad, right? Like we were, we were either close to an enemy or we were in really rough, dangerous seas. I noticed it. Like every eye went to the captain, right? Does he have it? Does he understand? Does he, is he panicking? Uh, or does he, is he that, that rock right now? Like, I got this, no problem, right? But I think that happens too every time that our companies go through some sort of stress. Like we just went through COVID, right? And and for for me, we went through a supply chain disruption after that, right? And so I think our boys were looking at me like, do, do you have this? Do you understand, you know, are, do you, are you in control right now? And I think a lot of that is our body language. A lot of that is how we uh, how we carry ourselves during those those rough periods that we're dealing with, right? They're looking at us and say, does, does John have it? Does he, is he, is he got to handle this thing? And I think we want assurance from our leaders that they know what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it was during the pandemic, you know, I travel about 90% of the time and I'm the oldest of four kids. And it was during the pandemic that my younger brother was a psychotherapist, was very worried. There's four of us. And he was very worried about his big sister. And he called me up and says, what are you going to do? 90% of your work involves traveling. And he says, you're awfully calm (laughs) when everyone else is going crazy. And I said, I know what I am equipped with. I was made for a time just like this. So the first thing that I do is that I pause. I pause so that I can assess the situation. I pause so that I can assess. Then I begin to prepare. And preparation comes with the mental preparation, the physical preparation, putting together a plan. That's what I begin to plan. So once I pause, I prepare, I plan. And my granny would say that this is my granny. She said, honey, you got to throw a little prayer in there. Yes, ma'am, granny. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So I pause. I prepare, getting my mind together so everything is in sync. Then I begin to plan, right? The stretch is like in the middle, begin to plan. And then at that moment, I was able, and only then, able to pivot. So when we are able to handle the storms and we're able to handle the the challenging situations, people are not hearing what you're saying. Get in there, stick in there. They're watching what you do. So then you become the role model. You are giving them the blueprint 
on how to demonstrate how to weather the storm, how to go through a storm without getting wet. You give them that demonstration. Now, in the human part, you allow them to know, yes, 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 but we're going to do this. So Mm -hmm. yes, I may have concerns, but yes, we're going to do this and still remain strong because they're looking to you. If you fall, then what are we going to do? I tell leaders, I tell leaders this right here. When we talked earlier, we were talking about the folded arms. So the perception of folded arms could be that a person's closed off, but it's not what it always means. It's to the perception of the viewer who is looking at you and talking to you because you're closing the power door. But if the individual doesn't know your norm, so that every time I go into John's office, Kevin's office, Steve's office, Linda's office with a problem, Steve, Linda, and John automatically, they fold the arms mm-hmm. and they go like this. Let me think. You don't even have to know like, what in the heck am I going to do? The fact that you're going like this, John, they're thinking, ooh, he's going to a deep place to figure it out. But what if you did this when they come to your office with a problem? What are we going to do? Let me think. Mm, Hands, John, to surrender. Okay, watch this. So I'm going to demonstrate this without even saying a word. So when they come in the office, what are we going to do? Compared to... Yeah. Surrender. Don't have to say a word. The body language says it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what should we, so how should we be thinking about body language as far as if we want to be uh, more effective communicators as leaders, um, how do we, what should we be thinking about with, with respect to nonverbals, uh, if we're trying to be effective in sort of convincing our teams to, to move forward, is there something that we should be keeping in mind all the time, or is it something that. Do, do we have to practice it to get better at it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how do Absolutely, we begin to, to get a handle on this. Well, John, in addition to your books that you have for your audience, of course, they all have that. In addition to your books that are leadership, a couple of books I want to recommend to every leader that's out there. Number one, The Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Bradbury, I think, and Greaves, right? Mm-hmm. In there is a test. So it gives you the score as to the area of, that you need to work on, your social awareness, your relationship management. And it gives you things that you can do to be better in that area. The second book uh, by Charles Duhigg, Diaz and David, U-H-I-G-G. It's The Power of Habit. New York Times seller. I love that book. It helps you understand the cycle of a habit and why we do what we do. Man, it talks about like how Alcohol Anonymous was started. It talks about how Coach Dungy was able to win. It talks about all these great things in addition to the whole movement, how Martin Luther King by the power of habit and how you can take a team that may not be winning and that can be in your company. It may not be winning to the company standards. How you could take a team that someone may call a misfit team mm-hmm. or losing their hope and dream and turn that team around by reorganizing it and restructuring their habits. And it gives you this whole birthing cycle of a habit. So master that. And the other thing that I want you to do as a leader, please hear me out, is to take the time and do what I call a 24 Garrett a 24 karat go touch. So my 24 karat go touch is this, is that you take the time out to touch an employee, to connect with an employee at least twice a month, every month for a year. What does that mean? Hey, pick up a phone call. Give me a call. just want to let you know. Email, bring someone in your office unexpectedly. Hear me out. 
and simply say to you, you know what, John, I want to tell you this. Because the moment that people come through your door, they're thinking, oh, I'm in trouble. If the individual is a kinesthetic, motivated communicator, if you if they get invited to your office and you shut the door, they're going to be a little nervous. They think there's something wrong. If your tone is not right, they're going to think there's something wrong. The visual person that comes in your door is looking at all your awards and trophies. They're looking at that. And the auditory communicator dominant is listening to your words to indicate if they're in trouble or not, because we all possess that mommy and daddy tone, even as adults. So, but when you take the time, you take the time to do a 24 karat to go touch, and it goes something like this. Man, you know, John, I just want to tell you, that negotiation, that project, that client, that was one of the toughest ones out there. And man, you did it. You did it. I know it was a multi-million dollar deal at stake, but that's nothing to the value that you bring to this company. Mm. And I just want to take out the time to let you know what you mean to me as your leader and what you mean to XYZ company. I thank you. Can you imagine? They're going to go on the break. Call the wife, call the kids. You're not going to believe what happened. So yeah. when we do these things unexpectedly, I know it was MacArthur that, MacArthur that said, a tactic known is a tactic blown. When we do it unexpectedly, random acts of power moments, just touching the people, be it their anniversary, be it the anniversary of the company, be it this, be it that, be it mentoring, be it advocating for them, be it a sponsor for them, that means all the world. I think it was um, Richard Branson that said, treat your employees so well. Teach them, treat, teach, treat them, teach them so well that your competitor will become, come after them to lead them away. But to treat them so well that they don't want to go. Yeah, yeah. That they don't want to go. It's such a powerful thing you're saying because, you know, I, I put this on Twitter the other day and, and, and the amount of reaction was amazing. And I said, some people work an entire career and never hear a positive thing from their boss. And, and, I, and I said, don't be a boss like that because we, we have so much power as, as a leader to influence people for good. And, you know, Ken Blanchard talks about this idea of catching people doing, doing things right. I really think it's a powerful thing that when you do catch somebody doing something right, to take them aside, say something, and again, you can make their year. Some, some employees have never heard anything positive from management their entire career. And you can make a difference just by having that one conversation. It can make a huge difference in somebody's life. Absolutely. I'm going to share a story with you that just happened recently. I was speaking for uh, one of my clients at their, it was a global conference. And so there's a part of my presentation that I asked for volunteers to come up on stage because when they come up on stage, then I read their body language right in front of the audience, which is so amazing that when I begin to read their body language and point out things, the audience is going, oh my gosh. So they see it. It's like inattentive blindness. It's yep. been in front of them all the time. So I would go down and I'll ask a few questions. And I do that so that the response that I get are the micro expressions, the micro movements. So I do that for a specific reason. And then I'll, of course, ask them how long they've been with the company, what their role is. One particular woman. I didn't ask the other ones this question. I said to her, how long have you been at the company? She told me, 20 plus years. I said, you're a dedicated worker. As a matter of fact, I bet you simply by the way you are standing, that you are one of those workers that not only takes ownership, 
you truly own it, and sometimes you take it home with you. So here's what she did. She did a conscious bow. That told me I had a nerve. See, there was the clue what I said. The cue yeah. when the head went down. And here's what I said to her. Still a work record. You meet all your goals. Never miss a deadline. You go over and above. And this is what I say to her. I want you to know. Now look at my facial expressions. I'm doing an eyebrow flash. I want you to know. And I leaned in, my power lean, right? You know, he's so good, so close to her face. I see you. John, the moment that I said, I see you, the floodgates came open. Mm. She started crying because she had felt invisible in the company. Mm. All the senior leadership was there. And it just moved them so. I think I got extended contract for that. But to be able to not know anyone and there are people yeah. that are working with you. So to attest to what you were saying, absolutely, that have never had a good word said. It's, it, that's so terrible. I heard that my uh, my wife's a teacher and uh, we were we were having dinner with a teacher friend of her. And she said uh, in her career, she's getting close to retirement. She said in her entire career, she's had one good principal she's worked for. And, and how, how sad is that to go a lifetime in, in a field that you have a passion for? You, you, she, she had a deep passion for teaching, but she had one good leader in all her years as a teacher. How sad it, is that? It's sad. You know, speaking of teachers, it was on, I think, one of the morning shows where they had a group of um, teachers come in because they did a special uh, uh, test in their, in their school they were inviting students. You know, some have been troubled or challenged and some have excelled a little bit and they've been inviting students uh, to come into the principal office. We are all, as soon as we hear principal office, we all have that like, oh my gosh, what did I do? It's always seemed to be negative. Isn't that interesting? So when the student would walk into the principal office and they had a videotape, the student would be setting their steel. See, we're steel, you know, they're in the reptilian brain, afraid as to what I do. And the teacher picked up a sheet of paper while the principal was there. And the teacher said, I want to read something to you. So every teacher wrote a letter to different students at random as to what they meant to them and how important it was. And, and I'm like, I'm getting the, the, the bawling right now. And when those, ki those kids, those babies start bawling, start crying, this is what we take with us when we leave this earth. Service is what we pay our dues to be on this earth. But these are the things that people remember. They may not, you know, it's what you do and the impact that you make. And that was so powerful with those kids. Now, when they walked out of the door, they walked out two inches taller. Yes, yes. And we have the power as leaders to do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Every leader, every leader should have, you know, it was, what was the company, um, John, it was not too long in the news, the AI company where they, the board ousted, uh, ChatGPT, remember the board ousted the leader, right? right? And Microsoft was ready to grab them up. Then over 800 employees, you heard about that, yes. signed a petition and presented to the board. And it went like this, if you don't bring him back, we all are walking. Now, other people are like, Shuck, can you believe that? I'm thinking, what kind of leader is that? 
that you are willing to sacrifice your livelihood. Of course, you know, being in technology, yeah, you could get a job. But the fact is that 800 people signed a petition and they said, John, while we're at it, there's a couple of board members that should be off the board. And so, of course, he's back over at the company. But can you imagine, John, what kind of leader is that? What kind of leader is that? Some people would say good riddance. So if people were, so to the leaders that are out there listening, if I was to come to your company and interview your team, your troops, your partners, if I was to interview them, and ask them who are the leaders in the company and then bring your name up and ask them what kind of leader are you? Ask yourself, what would they say? There's some companies, John, I go to and I say, look, we're about to put together, you know, I'm doing a little test here. We're about to put together a special project. Who do you think would be a good leader for the project? And there have been some companies that I, I've attended that they didn't mention the um, supervisor. They didn't mention the manager. They didn't mention the current leadership or any of the C-suite, maybe one or two, but they would mention other people on their team mm. naturally demonstrate those leadership qualities. Wow. See, you're not a yeah. leader because you call yourself a leader. You're not a leader. Newsflash. Yeah. You yeah. lead when the people that you lead call you a leader. Such a powerful statement. I absolutely love that. I absolutely love it. It's not about your rank or your position. Are you... What do people say about you? I love that. Um, this has been fantastic, Linda. Uh, what final message would you like to leave with our audience about this subject? You know, the final message that I want to leave is that uh, there's a, a quote, um, poem by Benjamin Mays, and there's 31,536,000 seconds in a year. You've only got a minute, 60 seconds in it, forced upon you. You didn't seek it. You didn't choose it. You are hurt if you lose it. You're accountable if you abuse it. It's only a tiny little minute. But the people that are standing before you, their future is in it. And I challenge all of you. This is your time and your season to take your rightful place, lead from behind, so that we can all get to the goal together. Ah, I love that message. We- you know, it's, we started with nonverbal communication and we got into really what leadership is all about. And I absolutely love that, Linda, that this is such a powerful message you you shared with us. How can our listeners find out more about you, uh, this book? And I know you've got a new book coming soon. Yes. Uh, and uh, and your uh, your services, that what you provide with companies. Absolutely. So companies bring me in for three areas. Number one, sales. Number two, uh, nonverbal communication and also leadership training. You can follow me because I have to do what my niece says. You got to listen to millennials, right? Exactly. Because it's so easy. It's at lindaclemens.com. And it's Clemens spelled with one M, -M C-L-E-M-O-N-S. You can also reach me through my website, which is my name, lindaclemens.com. And I tell everybody just to throw this in here. My name is actually a registered trademark under the U.S. Department of Trademarks and Copyrights. And I said to myself one day, I says, you know, these big brand companies, that's their brand, what they stand for. You know, my name means a lot to me and and the integrity that's behind that name. And so I treat it like it's a brand. So I'm excited to be able to uh, collaborate, 
to be able to support many of your endeavors and your efforts. And, and John, thank you for what you're doing for feeding all future leaders out there. It's not just your calling, it's your purpose, and it's what you were made for. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. No, I, I love this. And I, it's I'm, every time I turn the camera on, I'm going to meet someone like you, and I'm motivated. I want to go out there and run through a brick wall here because I'm. you've got me excited because these are the things I talk about. These are, this is really important. What you talked about, this idea of the impact that we can make as leaders, I think it's really important to, that you left us with that message. I mean, I talk about the idea of positive ripples, you know, in, in that pond. And it just, a leader can influence a lot of people. And I think right. we need to take that responsibility. Like you said, that 60 seconds, what are we going to do to make a positive impact in the people around us? And I love that, uh, that you came up with that and you told us that. Uh, we're going to put links in the show notes for all of Linda's, uh, you know, uh, you know, resources and, and we're going to start off with, uh, with Instagram. We'll have all that out there. Again, if you, something Linda said sparked some interest, go, go follow her, go reach out to her, talk to her. And, uh, she's going to help you, you know, get better in nonverbal communication and get better as a leader so that you can make a bigger impact in your organization, in your community. Linda, I want to thank you for coming on the show and inspiring all of us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interviews. Electric Acid.